quick technical note on this episode. I switched to a new mixer, and an unshielded cable caused a buzz. So I hope you'll bear with me. There'll be a little buzz. Thanks for downloading this episode of On the Record Online with Eric Schwartzman, the podcast about how technology is changing the world of communications. To subscribe to the podcast or share feedback, visit us online at ontherecordpodcast.com, on Twitter at ontherecord, or send email to ontherecordpodcast at gmail.com. My guests today are Wayne Sutton, a.k.a. Social Wayne. He is a business development and marketing strategist at Tryout and a partner at our hashtag. And we also have uh, Master Sergeant Don Preston with uh, U.S. Forces in Japan. Gentlemen, thank you for joining me. So I want to start by reading a, um, a blog post that ran on Search Engine Land. And uh, this uh, post was written by Mark Sprague, who advises uh, companies and executives on uh, improving website performance uh, through his company, Lexington eBusiness Consulting. And the headline was QR codes. Are you ready for paper-based hyperlinks? And I'll read the intro here. Um, You've probably seen them in newspapers, magazines, or other paper-based publications. Two-dimensional barcodes called quick response codes or QR codes. What are they? They've been described as paper-based hyperlinks. You simply take a picture of a QR code with your smartphone and get redirected to a website in your phone's browser. They can be used digitally. Uh, they can append a QR code. You can append a QR code to a tweet, or uh, they can be displayed on a web page to transfer contact information directly to a cell phone, for example. Um, once the QR code has been scanned and decoded, the user can have access to uh, personal or company contact information, a phone number or a URL, um, or a specific uh, destination to a social network like, you know, a Facebook page, uh, an RSS feed. Uh, you could get uh, an SMS sent to you when you take a picture of a QR code. Um, you can even get a calendar item, uh, like an event with location, title, start date, end time, all that type of thing, alarm and everything. Uh, you know, basically, uh, you know, it's a way to bridge um, the real world with the digital world. And, uh, Wayne, I know you're a big advocate of QR codes, right? My experience with QR codes really has picked up tremendously like the last two months. Um, I really started embracing QR codes, um, really doing research probably about a year ago. Um, but as of recently, uh, one, I worked with a local community uh, event organizer who's put on his big downtown arts cultural festival. The uh, the community, they, they really wanted to use uh, QR codes to help drive traffic and information to the schedule to let people be aware of what's happening throughout the weekend. So we talked about using QR codes, uh, put it on the posters, put it on, um, uh, you know, much of a signage and basically embed the community with QR codes on multiple signs so when the community is walking downtown, they can easily scan a QR code, get the schedule information uh, about the entire weekend. But also because, as you mentioned, QR codes are still new, it's still catching on here in the United States. Um, they will create now mobile applications uh, so people can find about information as well, iPhone and Android app. 
So what ended up happening is say, well, let's put a QR code reader in the application as well. So we went from, you know, just saying QR codes and the posters, um, uh, flyers and so forth, to actually implementing a QR code reader in their mobile application for the event. Um, that's just one way. The other way is that um, some of our partners, as you mentioned in the intro, of Tryout, which is a location-based startup here in North Carolina. And what we're looking at doing is coining the phrase quick check-in code because people are tired of checking in on multiple services, checking, you know, looking for locations, finding the names. So we're going to give businesses QR codes of their location within Tryout. Interesting. Now, how do you measure uh, QR codes? Like, can you see if someone comes to you to a website from a QR from a QR code? Well, that that really goes into how you generate a QR code. And of course, if you create a custom URL um, that you send in a QR code, then you can track general analytics on that custom URL. Uh, like, you know, if you create a custom page and, and only that page is linked to a QR code, then you, you can assume through your armature or your Google Analytics that, okay, that it was somebody scanned the QR code and then now that page was loaded. But it is better to do analytics and measuring on the actual QR code itself and the website versus just having it one way because you can get such unique data from people scanning the QR code via the mobile devices. So there's a QR code generators out there, and there's, there's a hand, uh, my, through my research, I found a good five or six, but it seems now because of the QR code wave is growing, multiple generators that would provide analytic services are popping up left and right. And so measuring QR code, you can get the date and time that QR code is scanned, you can get the latitude and longitude because they're doing it through a mobile device more than likely. You can find out how often that QR code is scanned, and you can find out if it was scanned from um, one in the one phone or one mobile device uh, multiple times or different mobile devices. And then from there, if you it depends on how your QR code uh, is submitted or how it is uh, the content is perceived after they scan it. You can have users uh, sign up for a newsletter or some sort of interaction that you can measure as well. And that in any marketing case, implementation of some type of technology that you want to measure, you should also make sure you set up the proper analytics so you can track the interactions from the, your users so you can see the success of it. What are your favorite QR code generators? CreateBuzz, uh, CreateBuzz.com, um, um, crm.co.uk is a website. Um, Kawa, K-A-Y-W-A.com, they have a QR code analytics to the um, API that you can connect to the applications. And um, there's a website called createtrack.com that provides free and paid solutions for tracking QR codes. So, Wayne, you recently wrote a post about the mechanics of reproducing a QR code, and you talked about the color of ink and the level of customization that you should or shouldn't do. Recap that post with us for our listeners. Okay, basically, um, I read a post from um, a company called Tippin, I think that's how you pronounce it, out of New York, and, and uh, they've been doing QR code um, with different agencies and brands for a while, and the guy, he, he kind of ripped into how HBO and uh, GQ Magazine did a QR code uh, campaign, and they it was a custom designed QR code, and it was in a you know it had some glitter, some special effects, and they try to make it shiny, so to speak, and and 
that was great, but the, the, the point was don't spend a lot of time in trying to make QR codes look like this great creative element. And then you end up, you know, and then when people scan it, it's sent to bad content. And so I re, I re, kind of recapped the post and added my own opinion, spin to it, saying if you're going to create QR codes, don't get fancy. Don't try to add a whole bunch of color. You can you can add graphics, elements, logos um, into QR codes. You can actually um, I seen some that has some some characters inside of QR codes, um, different various colors. But my post basically said, remember the kiss rule. Keep it simple. You know, especially in you know. Uh, if you're doing a marketing campaign, a lot of people want to throw a QR code and you want to match the look and feel of everything else. But because this is a new technology to 95% of the world, of the United States, you don't, and then and QR codes are already starting to get segmented a little bit, you want to keep your QR codes a standard black and white graphic. And then you want to make sure you explain kind of some sort of description that, that say, scan this QR code to get XYZ. But most importantly, um, after they scan it, deliver them to some great mobile content. And understand the QR code more than likely, 90% of the time, you're sending the users. I mean, users are scanning the QR code with their mobile device. So you don't want it to be something that takes forever to load. You don't want something that looks, looks bad via mobile platform. And you want, you want to make something that's valuable for them to where it's like, wow, I scanned this code and I received this. And so that, that, that was around that concept. You know, you can be creative with a QR code. We've seen some examples. True Blood had a QR code. It was the first ever QR code on national televised, televised campaign. Had blood dripping from the code. That was cool. But, you know, it, but still it was majority black and white with a little bit of spots of red, and it matched the True Blood campaign. But I was walking down the street downtown Raleigh, there's a QR code in the company. It was a printing company. It was green, and they put, like, this green element behind it. I couldn't even scan it because it affected the ability to scan the code. So not only did they, they miss an the opportunity, then now it's like, okay, you got a code. I can't even scan it. What's the use? What's the purpose? And it, and it degrades from my experience of thinking about the company and my experience thinking about scanning future QR codes from them that I may see. Now, Don, QR codes are huge in Japan, right? That's right. They're everywhere. And, and now you did a program where you integrated QR codes. Tell us about it. Right. We, uh, this year we're celebrating the 50th anniversary of the mutual, uh, treaty of, signing of the Treaty of Mutual Cooperation and Security with uh, Japan and the United States. And we produced a manga just to inform people in Japan about what the mil- U.S. military is doing here in Japan. What's a manga? Uh, What's a manga, Don? Manga is a type of uh, comic book uh, which is very popular in Japan with uh, the younger generation. And it's read by just about everybody. You uh, take the train or subway here in Japan. Uh, everybody's reading it on the trains. Uh, it's pretty much everywhere here. And, and tell, us, tell us, if you would, about the program and how you use the QR codes. Uh we, we were trying to make sure that we uh, were most cost-effective with what we were producing as far as the manga. Uh, and uh, we, we produced a website uh, to, that duplicated the actual print copy of the manga that we are producing. Uh, and we incorporated the QR code on the manga because it was a, our plan was to have four issues 
produced over a period of time. And we wanted folks, obviously, to have access to it uh, outside the hard copy in addition to uh, what we were trying to do. And where did the QR codes come into the picture? We uh, put the QR code on the actual uh, printed copy of the, uh, the uh, manga, and we also put it on our website. Okay, so now were you able to distinguish the traffic off the comic book from the traffic off the website? To a certain extent, uh, I, I think uh, we used uh, analytics, and uh, based on the traffic coming from uh, mobile devices, uh, I, I'm uh, assuming that we have uh, a large amount of traffic coming from the QR code. We have not specifically... Uh, uh, created our QR code to identify, obviously, mobile devices, though. So, I mean, what, what's your experience? I mean, do you, is this something you think uh, you guys will be doing more with? I mean, are you excited about it? Uh, do you see it as revolutionary? Was it a hard sell to command? Absolutely not. It was not a hard sell to command. Uh, I just think uh, here in Japan, it's, uh, it's so uh, prevalent that not to use it as a marketing tool, it would be uh, uh, almost foolish. It, it, just because it's so so common here. I mean, uh, you, it's on uh, billboards. It's on uh, give outs set in the su- subways here. So it was just a common sense thing, thing here in uh, Tokyo. And what kind of numbers in terms of traffic for mobile did you see? Um. We, we had close to 7,000 mobile hits for just the iPhone alone. Uh, we had, I mean, and just for social media alone, uh, Twitter was also uh, a big referral with uh, almost 16,000 hits within a uh, 24-hour period of us actually going live with our Mango website. And then you also had the QR code on the website as well? That's correct. And... Uh, I'm not sure how to explain this, but uh, I just—it was a last-minute decision, and we put it out there, and we just thought it was a good way to enhance or in- increase possible uh, marketing of the product. We're talking to Master Sergeant Donald Preston and Wayne Sutton, aka Social Wayne, about QR codes. And when we return, we're going to discuss the difference between QR codes on the web versus in print. Stay with us. This January 2011, Paul Gillen and Eric Schwartzman bring you the first book devoted exclusively to B2B social media communications. Packed with business-to-business case studies and applied knowledge, Social Marketing to the Business Customer is the most comprehensive collection of B2B social media marketing guidance ever assembled. B2B markets are driven by value and relationships. That's very different from B2C markets. This book's a hands-on guide. It walks business people step-by-step through the process of using social media to find and engage business customers and ultimately drive more revenue. Social Marketing to the Business Customer is available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, and Borders, or buy it at our show blog at ontherecordpodcast.com, also available for iPad and Kindle.
Wayne, what's your thought on the use of QR codes on the web versus print? Do you think it's they're naturally more suited for the real world, or you know, do you think they make sense on a website as well? I think it makes sense on a website as well, but they are more naturally suited for, I won't say just the print world, but just for offline experiences. Because, you know, you are, I know we spend a lot of time in, our, in front of computers and so forth, and it's easy to, like, add a QR code and plug your phone, scan on the web, because that QR code on the web may send you to another web page. It could be interim contest. It could, you know, make uh, uh, daily prize and so forth. So the QR code on the web can add an extra experience too. But if I put them in various locations offline, Tyler was just a marketing campaign, it allows a additional way and a better way to capture content and user information as well. So I think it's a perfect fit for both, but the offline experiences and, you know, via print and, you know, billboards, signs, posters, et cetera, uh, are, you know, what we've seen as the most common trend right today. But I recently added a, a WordPress plugin to my site that automatically generates a QR code for every post and put it at the bottom of the post. And people's like, why? And they say, well, if they're already on my website, then why did they need a QR code at the post? I said, because, well, if they want to scan it and somebody's, uh, uh, and they want to take that post with them, and, you know, they may not be subscribed to my blog, but they have to come across it. They just want to read it later on a mobile device. Scan the code, takes them to the blog post, they can bookmark it, save it for later, or email it to a friend. So why not? Um, how do you append a tweet with a QR code? Basically, the tweet, if your tweet is already created, and I'm, I'm not a developer, but I know this can be done on the back end, also through APIs, you can probably auto-generate QR code for every real-time tweet. But if a tweet is already created, then you have that, you click on the timeline, you get that unique URL, you go to your favorite QR code generator, say you want to create a QR code via URL, paste that tweet into that generator, and it automatically generate that QR code for that. The next question is for Wayne, comes from my buddy Sean McGrary. What's up, Sean? He asks, what is the benefit of QR versus barcodes? Uh, is this the mobile version of VHS versus beta? Is there a QR code Sticky Bits? Oh, wow. So there is a company called Sticky Bits out of New York, and um, I have no affiliation with them, um, but I did meet a couple of their partners or employees at South by Southwest this year and um, wrote a blog post about sticky bits and so forth, and they use barcodes. Um, and barcodes are used across the United States. It's a, you know, you go to every store, barcodes everywhere. Um, my issue with barcodes versus QR codes is that there's already a common conception in people's minds that when you scan a barcode, you get general price information. Uh, my conception with QR codes, codes that you scan it and you may get a various amount of information. It could be, um, you know, uh, a V-card, it could be Twitter message, MP3 file, video, audio, take it to your website, and so forth. So I think there's a bigger opportunity with QR codes versus barcodes. And I would like to see barcodes stick to the shopping mechanism. But, of course, companies like Sticky, uh, Shopping Industry, but, of course, companies like Sticky Bits is trying to change that because they're saying everybody's familiar with barcodes. It's not something new you've got to teach them. It's not something else you got to explain. You just scan the barcode, and then you receive extra uh, XYZ-type messaging. 
and then the sticky bits platform have ways of it measuring every time they scan you can get real-time notifications of it but they have a tremendous amount of work ahead of them to say and get everybody to buy sticky bits which basically have a barcode on them you can stick it anywhere and tell people to scan it so there's still in both industries there's an education issue but I feel right now that QR codes is going to lead the way in the in in terms of just extra layer of of technology that we're going to see in various marketing campaigns. And you can just and not even just say QR codes, 2D codes in general. You know, Microsoft has a tag. There's another QR code type. Um, I saw this week that's out there. And so I just think we'll see those type technologies. Uh, and um, now I want to say VHS, you know, or you know, look at Blu-ray versus what was the other CD for format that came out not too long ago. It was competing with Blu-ray, and Blu-ray clearly won. But um, we we forgot it because it died. Yeah, exactly. Don, let me ask you a question. Don, when you put the QR code on the manga, did you have did you write next to it, scan this code or something, or did you just place it there? We, we more or less just placed it there, uh, but but what, what I like to also add on is uh, you talk about putting the uh, QR code on a website. Uh, in Japan, uh, cell phones and mobile devices are everywhere. And again, like I said, you, you see people on the trains uh, uh, moving around using their cell phones uh, to to, scan, to uh, browse the web. I, I thought it was important to, to put it on there just for that purpose alone. Uh, you, you put it on the website, and if folks want to come back and read it, again, we've got three more issues coming out. Uh, and when it's updated, folks can come on back. And when they're sitting on the train, they can actually use the, uh, the scanned QR code that they may have stored on their mobile device and come back and read uh, future issues. So on Sunset Boulevard, Calvin Klein Jeans put up a billboard with a big QR code, big red QR code. It said Calvin Klein's Jeans X, and then there's a QR code, and above it it just says, Get it uncensored. Nothing else. You know, it's, when you deal with consumers, it's such a fickle audience. You know, if you say, Scan this, are they less likely to scan it? Or I guess, what do you think, Wayne? I mean, if they know what they're getting, maybe they would, but if they don't, if you're using it to sort of tease people or reel them in, you know, is it better to do something like this? I really think for majority of the cases, you, you need to say scan this. In this day and time, you know, for the majority of people who, because the majority of people are not familiar with QR codes. So if you say scan, they're probably like, scan with what? And so forth. But at the same time, you got to know your audience who you're trying to give this QR code to. Um, because some audience, you know, you know for the fact you put a QR code, you're going after the smartphone users, you're going after the geeks, you're going after early adopters, you're going after some of the marketing people who know about QR codes so they immediately know what to do because they see that. But then if you put one like, like saturate a new community like what we're doing down, uh, downtown Raleigh, where we know there's like a niche, small group of people who know what a QR code is and everybody else don't. And you not and you and, but yeah, we providing them with an app. You want to say scan this or download an app and scan this, and cause that's what like Fox is doing. It's like they're saying um, download a Fox app 
and then um, scan their QR code. And so I think in most cases now, um, depending on depending on how you know your target audience, majority of cases you're going to say uh, you I would want I would want to see people saying scan scan uh, this QR code and with some sort of small teaser. Don in Japan, apparently they're starting to put QR codes on tombstones, and you can get information about the deceased. Uh, I haven't seen that yet, uh, but uh, it wouldn't surprise me. And uh, Starbucks is using uh, QR codes for micropayments at this point. Interesting, Eric and Don, is that I had a friend of mine who's a funeral director, but he's a funeral director in training. He was DMing me a couple of nights ago, asking me about what did I think about QR codes on tombstones. Because he said that he hadn't seen too many people do it, but he's thinking about doing it. And to add an extra layer of remembrance of the deceased, and at first I was like, I don't know. And then I was thinking about, well, there's no harm if the family agrees to it because basically you, you carry on the story of his memory of the person. That, that's why they, partly why they come into the tombstone already. So, and you're not adding the extra layer of grief by just adding a cure code. But then at the same time, if you bring an audience there and you add multiple people there, Everybody's scanning the QR code. It could create a group sense of mourning or remembrance. If you have multiple people there and you bring up an experience of this person's life, and then the conversation starts because they remember that or forgot about it. It was there because of the QR code. The QR code took that person to that you know previous moment in the other deceased person's life. So it could be a good. End. I think it could be a good way to add an extra element to that for the reason. Well, Master Sergeant Don Preston with U.S. Forces in Japan and Wayne Sutton, business development marketing strategist to try out and a partner at our hashtag. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. You've been listening to On the Record Online with Eric Schwartzman, the podcast about how technology is changing the world of communications. To subscribe to the podcast or share feedback, visit us online at ontherecordpodcast.com, on Twitter at ontherecord, or send email to ontherecordpodcast at gmail.com. On the Record Online is hosted by Eric Schwartzman, an independent online communications consultant whose clients include the U.S. Department of State, the United States Marine Corps, the U.S. Embassy of Greece, the Government of Singapore, Johnson & Johnson, Toyota, Southern California Edison, the Environmental Defense Fund, and dozens of small to medium-sized organizations. For information about engaging Eric Schwartzman as a speaker, social media trainer, or digital strategist, visit www.ericschwartzman.com or send email to eric at ericschwartzman.com.